Welcome to Zichud Avsi, Mani Mani Rabbi Ram Goldai, and today Masechus Kedushin, Da'afalam Debase. The first parak, Hayisha Nikneis. The Zichud Masechus Kedushin program has been generously sponsored as a schutz for Hachazaka Satora. So the three times we're going to focus on them, when the Gemara asks, who pays for the parents' needs? Rav Yudah says, Michel Ben, it's funded from the son's assets. Rav Nassim Barashai says, Michel Av, from the father's assets and the son's obligation is only physically providing their needs. The Gemara rules they are funded by the father's assets. This is challenged from our Bryce, which teaches that Kibbut Av even involves Chesron Kis, a monetary loss, indicating that it should come from the son's assets. The Gemara answers, the son could sustain a loss from the interruption of his work while caring for his parents. This is further challenged from Billy Ezra's describing the extent of Kibbutav. To the point that if his father takes a wallet and throws it into the sea in his presence, he doesn't shame his father. Now, if the son need not suffer any monetary loss, then the father must be throwing his own wallet. So why should the son care? The great answer is that it refers to where the son stands to inherit this wallet. Similarly, Ravuna once tore silks in the presence of his son Rabba to test him if he would get angry. The Gemara proceeds to analyze Ravuna's actions. Pointing to Rav Chizit said that a father can waive his son's obligation to honor him. However, a Rav Shemachal Kvodo En Kvodo Machu, a teacher who waives his right to honor, his honor isn't waived. Rav Yosef said that even a teacher's honor can be waived. As the Pasuk says, Vashem Holach Lifnehem Yomam, and Hashem went before them by day, indicating that a Baruch Hu, the ultimate teacher, waived his honor by leading the nation. Rav objected that Hashem is different. The world is his and the Torah is his. So he can waive his honor. But here regarding a teacher, is the Torah his that he can waive the honor which is due him because of the Torah's honor? Rav later retracted, Indeed, the Torah is his. As the Pasuk says, And about his Torah, he ponders day and night. Later, Ravashi says that all agree that a Nasi cannot waive his honor. This is refuted from an incident which Ramgamil, the Nasi, served drinks to several sages at his son's wedding feast. Moyazid didn't allow Ramgamil to serve him, but Rabbi Yeshua did. He explained that Avram himself, who was greater than Ramgamil and the greatest of his generation, waited on the angels who he thought were Arabs. Rabbi Sadak added that a better proof that a Nasi can waive his honor is that a Baruch himself is involved in providing food for all people. Rather, Ravashi said that even if the Nazi's honor can be waived, the king's honor cannot be based on a Pusik. And point number three, Abraisa states about the Pusik, before an old man you shall rise, one might think the obligation applies even for a sinful and ignorant old man. So the Torah also writes, Zakin and Ein Zakin El The word Zakin only means a sage based on a Pusik. Rabbi Yossi Agli says Zakim means Zeshakana Chachma, he who has acquired wisdom, and the Gemara will explain that he holds one must even stand for a young scholar. At the end of the Bryce, the Isi Ben Yehuda says, Afil Koseba the Pasuk implies every old man, including a Zakin Ashmai. The Gemara will say that the Halacha follows Isi Ben Yehuda. The Bryce derives several other Halachas of standing for the elderly, including that it applies Hidur, where there is honor given by standing, and not at a distance, nor in a bathhouse. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara asks, who pays for the parents' needs? Rav Yudah says, Michel Ben, it's funded from the son's assets. Rav Nassim Barashai says, Michel Av, from the father's assets and the son's obligation is only physically providing their needs. The Gemara rules they are funded by the father's assets. This is challenged from our Bryce, which teaches that Kibbut Av even involves Chesron Kis, a monetary loss, indicating that it should come from the son's assets. The Gemara answers, the son could sustain a loss from the interruption of his work while caring for his parents. This is further challenged from Billy Ezra's describing the extent of Kibbutav. To the point that if his father takes a wallet and throws it into the sea in his presence, he doesn't shame his father. 
Now, if the son need not suffer any monetary loss, then the father must be throwing his own wallet. So why should the son care? The great answer is that it refers to where the son stands to inherit this wallet. Similarly, Ravuna once tore silks in the presence of his son Rabba to test him if he would get angry. The Gemara proceeds to analyze Ravuna's actions. Pointing to Rav Chisda said that a father can waive his son's obligation to honor him. However, a Rav Kvodo en Kvodo Machu, a teacher waives his right to honor. His honor isn't waived. Rav Yosef said that even a teacher's honor can be waived. As the Pasik says, Vashem Yomam, and Hashem went before them by day, indicating that a Baruch Hu, the ultimate teacher, waived his honor by leading the nation. Rava objected that Hashem is different. The world is his and the Torah is his. So he can waive his honor. But here regarding a teacher, is the Torah his that he can waive the honor which is due him because of the Torah's honor? Rava later retracted, Indeed, the Torah is his. As the Pasuk says, And about his Torah, he ponders day and night. Later, Ravashi says that all agree that a Nasi cannot waive his honor. This is refuted from an incident which from Gamliel, the Nasi, served drinks to several sages at his son's wedding feast. Moyazah didn't allow Ram Gamliel to serve him, but Rabbi Yeshua did. He explained that Avram himself, who was greater than Ram Gamliel and the greatest of his generation, waited on the angels who he thought were Arabs. Rabbi Sadak added that a better proof that a Nasi can waive his honor is that a Baruch himself is involved in providing food for all people. Rather, Ravashi said that even if the Nazi's honor can be waived, the king's honor cannot based on a Pusik. And pointing with three, Abraisa states about the Pusik, Mifne Seva Takum, before an old man you shall rise, Yaku Afil Mifne Zaknashmai. One might think the obligation applies even for a sinful and ignorant old man. So the Torah also writes, Zakin and Ain Zakin El Chokhm. The word Zakin only means a sage based on a Pusik. Rabbi Yossi Agli says Zakin means Zeshakana Chachma, he who has acquired wisdom, and the Gemara will explain that he holds one must even stand for a young scholar. At the end of the Brisa, Isi ben Yehuda says, I feel the Pasuk implies every old man, including a Zakin Ashmai. The Gemara will say that the halacha follows Isi ben Yehuda. The Brisa derives several other halachas of standing for the elderly, including that it applies where there is honor given by standing, and not at a distance, nor in a bathhouse. All right, so now we go to Simmerdafalama base, and our standard simon is a lab. A lab. So here goes. The lab scientist monitoring the stress levels of a son who didn't react when watching his father throw the wallet full of diamonds he was going to inherit into the sea also tried to determine if a Rebbe would be Mohana's covet when his students didn't stand for him but stood for an old ignorant man entering the lab. Once again, it's a motion. The lab scientist's lab. That must be more Duff. Lamed Bays. The lab scientist monitoring the stress levels of a son who didn't react when watching his father throw the wallet full of diamonds he was going to inherit into the sea, which reminds us, the more brings him out If the funding for kibbutz is from the son's asset or the father's, and rules that it's from the father's assets. This is challenged from Rabbi Yezir describing the extent of kibbutz of to the point that if his father takes his wallet and throws it into the sea in his presence, he doesn't shame his father. Now, if the son doesn't need to suffer any monetary loss, then the father must be throwing his own wallet, so why should the son care? The Gemara answers that it refers to where the son stands to inherit this wallet. So, the lab scientist monitoring the stress levels of a son, who didn't react when watching his father threw the wallet full of diamonds he was going to inherit into the sea. Also tried to determine if a Rebbe would be mochel on his covet when his students didn't stand for him, which reminds us, Rav Chisis said that a father can waive his son's obligation to honor him. However, a Rav Shemachel Kvodo En Kvodo Machel, a teacher who waives his right to honor, his honor is not waived. Rav Yosef said that even a teacher's honor can be waived, as the Pasuk says, Vashem Holach Lifnehem Yomam, and Hashem went before them by day, 
indicating that Akash Baruch Hu, the ultimate teacher, waived his honor by leading the nation. The Gemara goes on to discuss whether a Nasi or king may forego their honor. So the lab scientist mourning the stress levels of a son, who didn't react when watching his father throw the wallet full of diamonds he was going to inherit into the sea, also tried to determine if a Rebbe would be mochel on his coven when his students didn't stand for him, but stood for an old ignorant man. Entering the lab, which reminds us, the Gemara discusses standing in honor of the elderly and says that the Lacha follows Issi ben Yehuda who holds that the Pasuk of Mifne Seva Talkum, before an old man you shall rise, even applies for a sinful and ignorant old man. So once again, the lab scientist marring the stress levels of a son who didn't react when watching his father throw the wallet full of diamonds he was going to inherit into the sea, also tried to determine if a Rebbe would be mochel on his cover when his students didn't stand for him, but stood for an old ignorant man. Entering the lab. All right, so now it's time for four blabak hazara. Dav chav ches. So the simon dav chav ches is a strong man. Koach. So here goes. The strong man. Strong man. That must be learned dav chav ches. The strong man who picked up the man who said, swear that you're not my evid Ivri, in his right hand, which reminds us, in describing the extent that Gilgo Shavuot can obligate one to swear Rabbatad, a claimant could say, swear that you're not my Evid Ivri. This is not an ordinary monetary claim, because Rabbatad on Daf Tezayin Amin Aleph, that an Evid Ivri is Gufo Kanui, his body is owned by the master, and therefore likened to land. So the strong man who picked up the man who said, swear that you're not my Evid Ivri, in his right hand, while picking up an ox in his left hand to do a king of Chalipin with a donkey, which reminds us, the next mission states, Kol Nasadang Bachir, regarding anything used as payment for something else, Kevin once the seller acquired it, the buyer becomes responsible for its exchange, meaning the item being exchanged for it becomes his. An illustration is then given of exchanging an ox for a cow or donkey for an ox. After the more challenges the implication of the Mishnah, that coins may be used for a Chalipin, it interprets the Mishnah to mean Kol Nishim Anything requiring evaluation to be used as payment for something else can affect Chalipin. This teaches that all movable items, and not just utensils like the shoe of the Pasuk of Chalipin, may be used, which is illustrated by the exchange of an ox for a cow. So the strong man who picked up the man who said, Swear that you're not my Ebed Ivri, in his right hand, while picking up an ox in his left hand to do a king of Chalipin with a donkey, was impressed by the power of Hagdish when he overheard someone say, this cow is here by an Ola and it automatically belonged to the temple, which was far off in the distance. Which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, the holy domain, meaning Hagdish, acquires with money, but an ordinary personal domain acquires with a proprietary act, referring here to Mashiach, and one's declaration to give to Hagdish is equivalent to his giving over an item to an ordinary person. Therefore, if one says, this cow is here by an Ola, or this house is here by Hagdish, even if they're at the other end of the world, Hagdish acquires them. A private person always requires Mashiach. So the Simmer is a cot. So here goes. At the grand Avosubanim event, where the exempt mother stood proudly behind the large cot, cot, that must be more Chavtes. At the grand Avosubanim event, where the exempt mother stood proudly behind the large cot with a diamond-shaped pillow, watching their husbands teach Torah, a trade, and swimming techniques to their sons, which reminds us, the next Mishnah teaches which mitzvahs women are exempt from, called mitzvahs of Ben Allah regarding all mitzvahs of the son upon the father, Anashim Chayavim and Men are obligated and women are exempt. Included in these mitzvahs are teaching one's son Torah, 
a trade, and some say how to swim. So at the grand Avosubanim event, where the exempt mother stood proudly behind the large cot with a diamond-shaped pillow, watching their husbands teach Torah a trade and swimming techniques to their sons, there was a fiery lecture on huliftos, ubenoliftos, which reminds us it was taught in a bright so huliftos, ubenoliftos, if the father himself needs to be redeemed as Bukhor, and his firstborn son needs to be redeemed, the Tanakhama says, who called him leave no? He takes precedence over his son and redeems himself first. Rebuda says his son takes precedence, Shazem because his own mitzvah is primarily incumbent on his own father, who should have redeemed him. Vizem mitzvah's been no, Allah, and his son's mitzvah is primarily incumbent upon him. So at the grand Avosubanim event, where the exempt mother stood proudly behind the large cot with a diamond-shaped pillow, watching the husbands teach Torah a trade and swimming techniques to their sons, there was a fiery lecture on huliftos, ubenoliftos, attended by a bakr who wanted to learn first, and then planned on getting married, which reminds us, the Gemara discusses what should be done in a conflict between learning Torah first or marrying a wife. Daf Lamed, so the Simr Daf Lamed is a Malamed, a Rebbe. So here goes. Rabbi Diamond the Malamed, Malamed, that must be more Daf Lamed. Rabbi Diamond the Malamed, who brought his grandson to class one day in order to teach him Torah, which reminds us, the Gemara brings a discussion whether one is Chayev to teach his grandson Torah. So Rabbi Diamond the Malamed, who brought his grandson to class one day in order to teach him Torah, got so much nachos when the young boy finally answered sharply without any hesitation, which reminds us it was taught in a brace that the Pasuk says, Vishinantam, and you shall teach them thoroughly. Shiyu divay Torah teaching that the words of Torah should be sharp in your mouth so that if a man will ask you something in Torah, you will not stammer, and then tell him, rather you will answer him immediately. So Rabbi Diamond the Malamud, who brought his grandson to class one day in order to teach him Torah, got so much nachas when the young boy finally answered sharply without any hesitation that he gave him a prized medicine bottle shaped like a Sefer Torah to keep the Yetzahara away, which reminds us, a bright darshan's the Pasuk was Samtem, and you shall place as Samtam, a perfect medicine, teaching Nimshila Torah Kasam Chaim. The Torah is compared to a life-giving medicine. This is analogous to a father who struck his son and placed a compress upon his wound. He told him that as long as the compress was in place, he could eat, drink, and bathe as he pleased, despite these being potentially harmful to his injury. But if he removes the compress, his injury will worsen. So too, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Yisrael, Banai, my son, Barasi Yetzohar, Barasi Lotar Tavwin. I create the Yetzohar, and I create the Torah as its antidote. And if you involve yourself in Torah, you will not be given over into his hand. So the Simran Daf Lamedov relates to the law, and we use a judge. So here goes. When the family court judge judge, that must be on Daf Lamedov, the law. When the family court judge with the diamond gavel, whose motto above his bench was, Respect Tati, Fear Mami, which reminds us honoring a father is before honoring a mother in the past because a son naturally honors his mother because she speaks in a way that wins him over. And fearing a mother comes before fearing a father in the past because a son naturally fears his father because he teaches him Torah. So, when the family court judge with a diamond gavel, whose motto above his bench was, Respect Tati, Fear Mami, denied the sage's request for a court order against an inspiring adult who had refused to wake up his father for a key they wanted, which reminds us where Belezer was asked, What is the extent of the mitzvah of honoring one's father and mother? And he answered, Go and see what one idolater, Dhamma bin Nasina, did in Ashkelon, who refused to wake up his father despite losing out on a great financial opportunity. So, when the family court judge with a diamond gavel, whose motto above his bench was, Respect Tati, fear Mami, denied the sage's request for a court order against an inspiring adult who had refused to wake up his father for a key they wanted. He inspired sons in the back of the courtroom who brought food and drink 
to their fathers, which reminds us, a Brisa teaches what constitutes fearing a parent and honoring a parent. Fearing means one may not stand in his father's designated place, nor sit in his designated place, and one may not contradict his father's words, nor may he weigh in on a disagreement between his father and another person. Honor means one gives his father to eat and drink, he dresses and covers him, and he brings him in and takes him out. All right, so now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do you discuss what one does in a case of huiftos ubenoiftos? The father needs to be redeemed and the son needs to be redeemed. That's on Duff. Chavtas. Good number two, which stuff do we discuss whether a father, a rav, a nasi, or a king can be mochel on their covet? That's on Duff. Lamed Beis. Good number three, which stuff do we the incident with Dhamma ben Nasina and we learn how far one should go? To honor their parents, that's on Duff. Lamadov. Good number four. Wish that they went about Kenyan Khalipin and exchanging a cow for a donkey, that's on Duff. Chavches. Good number five. Wish that we have a price of the darshans from the word Vesamtem, that the Torah is a Samtam, a perfect medicine, and that Kashbarku says Barasi Yetzahora, Barasi Torah Tavlin, that's on Duff. Lamad. Good number six. Which of the one that one should even stand for an ignorant and sinful old man? That's on Duff. Lamed Beis. Good number seven. Which of to discuss why the Pasuk puts honoring a father first before honoring a mother and fearing a mother before fearing a father? That's on Duff. Lamed Off. Good number eight. Which stuff to discuss what one should do in a conflict between learning Torah first or marrying first? That's on Duff. Chavtas. Good number nine. Which stuff do you learn that son should not even react if he sees his father throw his future inheritance into the sea? That's on Duff. Lamed Beis. Good. And number ten. Which stuff do you learn mitzvahs of a father of which women are exempt, such as teaching their son's Torah, a trait, and how to swim? That's on Duff. Chavtas. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is everybody from Goldhar from Zichu. Wishing you a great day and great learning.